welcome to The Awake Life with Anjali Love, where we share stories of those that are living their dharma to inspire and support you in living yours. And we are in season two where we are talking with parents about what it's like to be on the dharmic path uh, while raising children. And today we have Ali Lijay with us. She has an 11 month old little girl. And I met her years ago um, when uh, we were teaching yoga together. And it's just been really cool to witness her transformation over the years. Right now she is doing lifestyle blogging. And yeah, let's just talk to Ali. So one of the first questions I ask everyone is, what do you think the word Dharma means? Like, what does that mean to you? Like living, because I think it means something a little different to everyone. So living a Dharmic life, what, what does that mean to you? Uh, thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here talking with you. And living a Dharmic life to me means living a life with purpose, with um, total joy with an immense amount of love and passion. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, joy and passion. I love that word, passion and love. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like you're living your, your dharma right now? I totally, I totally do because um, I think, I think as a mother, when you become a mom, that you step into a whole new dharmic path that you may or may not have uh, maybe wanted or thought was going to happen or planned for your life. And I mean, becoming a mom is just like the most amazing wild journey. And I've only been on it for 11 months and I have so much more to go. And I just, it's a whole... I thought I was living my dharma before I, I was a mom, and then now it's like totally shifted. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is a crazy, wonderful journey. <laughs> so what was your life, like you said, you thought you were living a dharmic life before. What, what did your life look like before, Ella? I was uh, practicing yoga every day, and some sort of form of yoga, whether that was yoga asana or chanting mantras or meditating, um, all of that was part of my kind of daily practice. And I was teaching yoga, I was teaching multiple classes a week, I was leading wonderful, amazing retreats, one with you in particular that we just led last year. Uh, I had like this whole dream of building an online uh, presence, a global presence with courses and things, and I have so many that I have created but just never like let out into the world and then uh, found out I was pregnant and then it just like all of that kind of just went to the wayside so I just had this whole life that was really uh, encompassed by the practice of yoga in all in all its ways and and then when I became a mom and this whole new life I mean my practice just looks very different. My practice looks like washing my hair and, <laughs> and getting like just a few moments um, to myself. 
and just like breathing and telling myself I've got this and my mantras are different and my meditation looks very different and uh, I don't get to practice yoga asana as much as I'd like. So my life before motherhood was just a lot different and I had this whole like vision of what I wanted to be and create in the world and now and that was like my dharma in that time in that moment and I think all of our dharmas shift as we go through life and now really my dharma is to raise this amazing little sweet baby girl that I created that is half me and all I want to do is pour all of my time and energy into raising her to be the most amazing human so um, and I say that and my heart just like explodes Mm. with massive love and I know that that's what my Dharma is now because it's my passion my love my I feel it is my purpose that I am now a mother to this baby girl and that is where my time and my energy my focus is yeah and you said your heart exploded and that's how it is when you're living your dharma it's like your heart just feels like incredible in this expansion Mm -hmm. and so you know did you did you immediately feel that right after you had her like was there any sort of like confusion or loss of like oh I'm not teaching yoga anymore because that was such a big part of who you were it was your identity who you know like Mm -hmm. so much of your life was there any how did that shift happen because it seems like you're pretty clear about yeah I want to raise Ella and that's my that's where I'm at (laughs) yes I had two major moments where when I first found out I was pregnant I found out at like 10 o'clock at night and I immediately like looked down at the stick and burst into tears not tears of like joy or happiness but tears of like oh my gosh my life is over that's that's literally that's what and it I feel bad looking back that that was my experience but that's just my experience that's what had to happen and you know it is what it is so that's not what I wanted to experience when I found out I was pregnant for the first time so that was my initial reaction and I felt like a huge loss to this life that I was and uh, was actively creating for myself at that time and that exact day I found out I actually had signed a contract for my dream job which was working with this company that was teaching yoga teacher trainings all around the globe and I was supposed to leave for Bali uh, that fall. So I found out in February and I was supposed to leave for Bali in September. And I had signed the contract and I, and I felt like, I felt like my two worlds or these two like dharmic paths like collided in that same day. And um, the universe was like, nope, this is what you're doing now. Like, You're pregnant, you're having a baby, you're gonna be a mom. And I was like, what, no. Yeah, I remember that time when you texted me, I need to talk to you. And I was like, oh, I think she's pregnant. But I remember you had landed like your dream job mm-hmm. where you're gonna be teaching all over the world. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what a shift in perspective. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah it was, I felt like a huge, uh, burden so to speak when I found out that I was pregnant um and then then you know I had a really amazing beautiful pregnancy I loved being pregnant I miss it 
I miss being pregnant. It was so amazing. I uh, had a really great birth, very long labor, great birth. And then those first two weeks, I mean, you don't even know what day it is, what time it is, anything. You're in like a time warp. But I felt like such a... Like, I didn't even know who I was. Like, I I didn't even have any thoughts of my own. Like, I, there was no space or time or energy for me to be anything but tending to this little baby. And you just get, like, lost in that. And I feel that um, I definitely went through a period. And... I guess my mom says she was worried about me for a second. Like, I, it, it was definitely some sort of postpartum depression, but like a very mild-ish case, I guess you could say. And I, I just felt like my life had taken a massive shift from what it was, and I felt a huge loss of my independence and my freedom and my time and I could no longer do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it and that for me was really really hard because I uh, I'm I'm Capricorn but I have so much Aquarius as well and so when I felt like my independence and my freedom was like taken from me I it was very hard and I remember having a lot of resentment towards my partner who I felt like at the time, his life didn't really change that much. And I remember having this conversation. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Because you're the mama, you have the milk. And it's like, it's kind of the reality is that the, you know, when you're, when you're a new mom, like your life, you're the lifeline to this little, this little being. And mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. And so I had so much built up resentment towards him and that's like a whole other podcast episode but I yeah I mean it's just life-changing in all ways yeah and so that just that adjustment to like not having that freedom to do things that you want to do and I think so many new moms I, I experience that I know I experienced that it was just like I couldn't take a shower I couldn't go to the bathroom for like years I couldn't like take a shower, go to the bathroom, sleep. You know, I had this kid on me. Like, when would I sleep by myself again? Mm -hmm. And now my kids are teenagers, and I'm like, I, I want to beg them to, like, cuddle. And it's so funny. So, yeah. So when did it start to shift for you? Like, where you started to realize that, like, yoga wasn't the way that you were, you know, wasn't your dharma at this time, and, and you shifted into doing the blogging um, thing. Mm -hmm. So shortly after I had her, I went back to teaching. It was actually like two or three months after mm -hmm. I had had her. And I think I taught like two classes and it really just took every single ounce of energy and so much coordinating with her and the drop off and the who's going to watch her. And it was just too much. And I felt super overwhelmed. And then I asked like, why am I trying to push this? I'm just going to release it for now. doesn't have to be forever, but it's just not going to work for me right now. And I remember I felt so bad uh, for letting it go, but it just wasn't part of my life at that time. And I still haven't taught, and we'll just see when that arises. But I felt like I really got the hang of it when 
um, I mean, I just, when I got the hang of motherhood, when I felt like I am, I can do this, I am in this sort of routine. Once Ella got in a routine, I felt like, okay, I can, you know, I have, I know if she naps for, you know, an hour and a half now, I can go do like X, Y, and Z. And so I just felt more relaxed. The more that she became in a routine with me, then the more I could come into a routine with myself. And it felt like I had space and there was like, um, there was just space, like where I felt like I could breathe and be like, oof, okay, exhale. Yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, you had time for you again. And it's like you, it sounds like you came into the relationship of being relating with her and how to incorporate this little being into mm-hmm. your life. And so, so you said like the yoga thing just felt like it wasn't, you know, in alignment for you anymore. Mm-hmm. And you had the courage to listen to that and say, yeah, I can't do this. How did the blogging thing come about? Because I've seen on your Instagram, like all these like, posts and blogs and pictures with her and Mm -hmm. it's just it sounds like did it just kind of naturally come to you that idea it's I feel like it's been coming for a while and I've I've always been super passionate about fashion and those types of things but really I think what happened was once I had her and I felt like I was really kind of in that slump and in that postpartum time the only thing that really made me feel good was waking up every day and getting dressed and like looking like I was going to go somewhere, even though I just sat at home all day. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing that made me feel good and like a normal human mm-hmm. was actually putting myself together. And then I was like, you know, I'm just going to like start sharing this and start like I was I didn't even know I still don't know what I'm doing I'm very (laughs) I'm very new at it but I just want to share my life with her and how how it can be not so much of a burden but more of like a empowerment to our life Mm -hmm. and how it can be more about what you said, incorporating her into my life rather than having it be like this like being that now is just like stuck to me that I have to take care of. Like I just wanted to make it fun and enjoyable and I enjoy getting dressed every day and making myself look presentable even when I'm not going anywhere. And one of the best things about having a baby girl is dressing her up. I mean, it's just so much fun. I literally shop for her more than I shop for myself, and I shop a lot. So it's it's just so much fun, and, and just sharing her, and I... What has been the response? So, like, it's, it sounds like in your... Because you do blogging, and then you share fashion, you take pictures of her, and you share your experience with, the, with you know, for moms. And what's, you know, what you... It sounds like part of the intention of it is to just you know, share with other people what your experience is, but what, what's the response been back? I mean, have moms di- reached out to you or shared about their experience? Have they read your blogs? What's that been like, like sharing this part of your life? Because I think that's what blogging is about, is connecting and, and 
you know, yeah, just connecting with other people and sharing stories so that we don't feel so alone. <laughs> right. And I think that's, you know, a great thing and a bad thing about social media these days and about putting your life out there is that it can look like such a highlight reel and it can look like all the amazing, beautiful things. And yes, like Ella and I take great pictures and we look so cute but you know five minutes after that she could like have a screaming attack that no one sees so it's also i just want to say that it's all you know it's really like the good part so i'm i'm trying to do more sharing of actually what is real behind that and like the struggles and i have had really vulnerable posts where i go into like struggles about me and my partner or you know, parenting together or what Ella just went through. And and in those times, the, I get a ton of messages that are like, oh my gosh, I feel the same. You're not alone. Hang in there. You know, um, it's, it's, it's a really great feeling to feel supported by moms. It's like you, when you become a mom, you become part of this like, it's not even a secret society, but it's like a group. It's like a your own little sisterhood. Mm-hmm. And because we all have been through it, you, mm-hmm. I can talk to anyone that's a mom and we can have a conversation for hours because they just know, they know what's up, you know? And I feel, so it feels just so good when I do share that people are like, wow, like they're there. People come out of the woodworks to say, you know, you've got it, you're not alone, you know, I've got you, like, hang in there, try this, try that. Um, so that's a really cool aspect. So it's a way to feel connected. Mm-hmm. Because I think being a new mom, it's really easy feel to feel disconnected so alone and totally alone. In it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. it's a totally different experience than the father is having, you know? And so it does feel really good to have that support. But then with that has been, you know, comes a lot of judgment too, whether it's directly, it's been directly towards me or there's just an air about it in the motherhood community. And I know you and I have talked about this a little bit, but you know, it's like moms are there, they rush in to support you, but then there's a whole like Pandora's box of, you know, are your kids vaccinated? Are they not vaccinated? Do they go to public school? Do they not go to public, you know? And are you a working mom? Are you a stay-at-home mom? And there's so much judgment also in being a mother mm-hmm. and how you raise your children. So it's really interesting. Yeah, and the thing is, it's like, you can't tell anyone else. I believe like I cannot judge any other mom or tell anyone else how to raise their kids because it's so personal. And your relationship with your kid is is so personal and it's an unfolding and my my boys are 14 and 15 now and it's been I look back over the years and how I've grown as a person how our connection has grown how having two very different kids I've had to parent them differently and yeah it's this incredible journey and it is a dharmic journey you know mm-hmm. yeah the the connection with these little these little beings Mm -hmm. in our lives so it sounds like you're again you're just like you said at the beginning she's 11 months old and 
it sounds like this this dharma of sharing your story online through Instagram and um, connecting with other moms wasn't like a plan. Mm-mm. It was just kind of this natural no. unfolding. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's still unfolding. And it sounds like you still don't have a plan. <laughs> no. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. I have no plan. The plan is to just keep sharing. Yeah. And to just see what happens. And being present. And has your yoga practice in the past helped you with that? Because when you were saying your yoga practice is washing your hair and breathing and mm-hmm. has your how has your yoga practice contributed to you being present as a mom is it that like simply showing up in the now in the present and yes I just shared I think it was yesterday I shared like a photo and I was holding Ella and she was asleep and I was just I I wrote that it's you know no matter how tough days get no matter how difficult it is and how much I sometimes wish things looked differently or it was different that I try as hard as I can to come back to those moments of where I'm just holding her and she's sleeping and it literally is the most amazing moment that um, I mean there's no better feeling yeah, it's a deep gratitude. It's deep gratitude. It's coming back to presence. It's coming back to what's most important. And also the remembrance that it's all temporary. Totally. And it's like when you're in those moments, it's magical where they're sleeping or there's just a sweet connection. And in the moments when they're screaming or you haven't dealt with tantrums yet, (laughs) but it's in those moments, you know, thinking back, I was always trying to figure out like how to get out of those moments, you know, when it was tough or like freaking out in my mind of like, oh my God, like going to the future, like, like it's a disaster and what I've learned over the years is just to be with those moments too and to remind myself there's it's okay there's nothing wrong to breathe that this moment is gonna pass mm-hmm. just like the, the moments we you know think are more beautiful are gonna pass and it's being deeply deeply present and in gratitude for all of the moments because mm-hmm. there's not bad or good right it's just all of it can we embrace all of the moments of our life Equally, I think that's part of the, the path and the unfolding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you said that so beautifully. Yeah, so cool. So for other moms, you know, on this path who maybe had one co- sort of way of living before kiddos and then, you know, are a new mom and really struggling with like identity and who am I and, and how is my life meant to unfold? What? What would you say to them or, you know, what would you say to them about like, or maybe they have found passion again, or maybe they haven't. And, you know, what, what words would you have for them? Well, I think that the more, the more that we resist, the more we create suffering. Mm -hmm. So I had to release the attachment to how my, in quote, old life was mm. and what it was gonna look like because it was just 
that that wasn't gonna happen anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so once I released that, it felt like a huge weight had been lifted. Like yeah. I didn't have this, not expectation, but just like this, I didn't have the push in myself to like want my life to keep being like that or keep going in that direction. And so once I released the attachment to that, I mean, it was just like a huge weight has lifted. Yeah, it sounds like it opened space mm -hmm. for this other way of being to drop in. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, that's so cool because it's so true. We have an attachment to what it should look like or what you thought it would look like or how you, how it should be. Yeah. And it's instead of just being with what it what what it is. Right. Yeah. We create a lot of our own suffering mm -hmm. with our attachments to ideas, people, things, a way of living, a way of being. And if we can just do ourselves the favor, get out of our own way, release that, which is a lot easier said than done most of the time. But if we have that kind of prayer or intention, then we can just make our lives so much easier. Totally. <laughs> so Life true. becomes so easy yeah, totally. when we How release. Think it's going to be. And I think with raising kids, it has to be that way over and over because once you get it, when they're at this age, then they move to another age. Oh, and yeah. then you're like, all right, I got this down. And then they move to another age and you're like, oh crap. Right. It's like this constant like surrender over and over and over again. Oh yeah. yeah. And I feel like this first year, what I've experienced is exactly that. You know, I'm like so excited for this phase and she's so cute and da da da. And she's like learning how to roll onto her belly. And then I've got a hang of that and what we do with that. And then, you know, a week, two weeks later, she's like starting to crawl. And I'm like, oh my gosh, now I can't leave the room. Now I have to have put blocks up. Now, you know, now she's getting into everything. And so it's just funny. It is, it's a constant surrender. And if, that's I think has been one of my greatest teachings of motherhood is to just release any sort of attachment so how do you do that if someone's like okay but how do you do that is it just that exhale in the moment as simple as that a shift in perspective like it can it can be it can be I think any uh any of that and more <laughs> yeah. it that uh I think we just have to have that effort first you know like it, it it does take that awareness mm -hmm. to want to release the attachment yeah so an awareness that there is an attachment going on right and then okay I don't want to suffer anymore mm -hmm. and a willingness to release it maybe through talking to a friend or doing an act you know just a right as simple as an exhale yeah <laughs> or you know a perspective shift like i'm ready mm -hmm. to to be in the present like every moment of now 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 and the more we're with like the present moment i think it's it's that carries us through totally yeah yeah so cool yeah it's so good to talk to you i know it's so good to talk to you and i just Motherhood is such a journey. Yeah. It's so wild. 
Yeah, so if you want to find Allie, unfortunately, she's a beautiful teacher. Maybe she'll be teaching again <laughs> someday, but um, she shares wonderful blog posts, and she has a lot of cute fashion stuff that's pretty cheap. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of suggestions, and if you're like me, I don't like shopping really, so it's really wonderful to just look on her thing for a cheap pair of jeans, for example, that I don't really have to go out into the store and buy. So what is your, um, what's your Instagram, your blog, and all Yeah, that? so you can find my Instagram, my handle is at everydayellablog, and Ella is my daughter's name, everydayella is my blog name, and... I mean, I just have every day with Ella. So I was like, what a great, what a great name. And my website, my blog is www.everydayellablog.com. So cool. And you're just blogging about your everyday experiences. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's everyday Ella. Motherhood. <laughs> Motherhood. Yep. Fashion. Fashion. Home stuff. Wine. Yeah. <laughs> So, and it's, it's uh, so one last thing before we go, what I heard from you is just follow what's in your heart, right? The two things that kind of I heard from you today that resonated with me is kind of surrender, let go of that attachment and follow what's happening in your heart at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't be so hard on yourself and have these kinds of expectations for what your life is gonna look like, you know? We just let ourselves be with the moment, be in the present and surrender and just follow our heart's calling and go for whatever it is that we're super passionate about and brings us so much joy. That's it, that's living, totally. that's Dharma. Yeah, the everyday Dharma of just keep opening to joy and it will unfold how it unfolds. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much for creating space. I love you so much. Thank you. Love you. And thank you for listening. Always reach out with comments um, at The Awake Life. And uh, we'll see you soon. Harion.